a shot of wrestling episode 93 and away we go i be up there freestyles and stone cold strutting and hitting the attitude adjustment brothers of destruction undertaker change sit in the fire or get blue like roman brain get this dude love and you got my back man you're so kind and hit that cactus jack it's patty yak the face Run the place now, so phenomenal and I'm breaking the walls down. You're about to get hit, we going off the script. If you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick. We talk at WWE, it's a shot of wrestling with Green Man and MJT. Welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. If you heard that beer pop, only means one thing, Green Man's back here in the studio. Welcome, how you feeling? I'm, t- I'm feeling really good. Um, I'm trying this craft beer thing, uh, Boulevard Bullies. You hear that, Eric <laughs> That's your beer punk tournament partner, right? Listen, uh, Boulevard Bullies were here uh, a few weeks ago, and they got me interested in, in this craft beer. I figured Surprise, I'd give it a the shot. Bullies got you into something. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You got to give things a try. That, that's all I'm saying. And I'm um, trying this like pale ale, this Indian pale ale by Three's Brewing Company. It's pretty good. It has a little mango taste to it. It's delicious. It's very delicious. Um, but yeah, that's how I'm doing tonight. How are you doing, my man? I'm fantastic. Yeah. What's what's new with you? What, what makes you so fantastic? Um, I have a job. Unlike Matt Lauer, apparently. Did you hear this breaking news? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. It, a lot. Yeah. What happened? Fill us in. For those who haven't heard. President of NBC News mm-hmm. filed a complaint against Matt Lauer. Mm. America's sweetheart, the face of Morning TV. Who is now America's uh, pervert. Yeah. A long list. <laughs> um, apparently she had enough evidence because then the president of NBC News said this was the first time in his 20 plus years in career in NBC News that there's been a file complaint against him. However, there is enough evidence to show that this did not was a one-time thing. So they decided to stop the bleeding before it burst and uh, give him the axe. 20 something years started here in WMBC and switched over to the Today Show and uh, boom. You know, it's gone. Uh, when I heard the news, uh, I'm not a big uh, NBC person when it comes to the morning shows. Okay. I'm more of a WPIX 11 guy, the morning show. And they broke the news to me. It's like literally, I felt like, you know, the Monday Night Wars <laughs> of morning shows, like that moment when Tony Schiavone said, that's going to put some butts into seats and you switch over to see Mankind win the championship. That's literally what I felt like because as soon as they gave me the news, I'm like, I'm tuning to NBC. What the fuck's going on over there? Yep. Um, it's a crazy news story, right? Crazy. Except it wouldn't be that crazy. It happened the week before Charlie Rose, too. So it's like, uh. <laughs> But um, I tune into NBC and I see uh, um, Al Roker. Al Roker, yeah. Um, kind of getting choked up. But yeah, he was, he was very sad, very somber about the fact that, As we all were. that his friend that he knows so well could do something so horrible. And I was like, this motherfucker better be so squeaky clean to say that one, your friend that apparently you know so well, but not know well enough, you know, just got busted for shit like this. So how good of a friend you are, you know, Michael J. Putty, you're a good friend of mine. Thanks. And and there's a lot of secrets that, that you entrust in me, and there are many secrets, you know, I entrust in you, and you lock them up in the vault. I do. You're going to go down to the grave with them. I'm very good with that. Yeah. You know, so there's no way that, that Al Roker is squeaky clean and does not did not know anything was going on. But I don't know. I mean, I, I digress. Uh, there, It's a lot going on. The correlation between this and professional wrestling, because this is a professional wrestling podcast, is I'm surprised it's happening in Hollywood and it's not happening in, in professional wrestling. I mean, when you think about it, you know, you have guys and girls 
um, all backstage, wearing close to nothing. Now you've known the history of like bullying and hazing and crazy ribs being pulled backstage. You know, old school guys, new school guys. Like you, you hear the stories. So how is it that professional wrestling, like stories like this, haven't broken out? I'm just surprised that they're professional adults. <laughs> okay, but I'm surprised that like Hollywood is the the poster child now for the sexual harassment harassment thing. Hashtag Me Too thing. You know, mm-hmm. don't it, forget it, about the Washington D.C. Do oh, what happened with Washington D.C. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Name a state, and there'll be somebody there. Yeah, Al Franken politics. Yeah. Al Franken, president of the United States. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean that's true too. Billy, I mean we the states back to Billy Bush, and the, fucking love Billy the, Bush. There was so Let's get many, him on the show. <laughs> people want to want you to open up Billy Bush. Coming over to a shot of us. We'll give you some shots. We'll give you some craft beers, and we'll have a good time. When you're here, your family. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, it's freaking it's been going on is because Hollywood operates under a different set of rules, a different set of it's a it's a different world. It's like it's La La Land over there. You know, where else could you take an eight ball of cocaine and, and sleep with two prostitutes and think that that's OK? You know, when your wife and kid are still in the other room. Hashtag Charlie Sheen. I mean, like hashtag so many other people, you know, I'm pretty sure that happens in other all over the world. All over the country, not just in Hollywood. It happened. I mean, but they just have so much access to it. So I think that it's crazy. And I think the only good thing that's going to come from this is that hopefully it's going to change the rules that these guys play with. Um, And it's going to really bring some realization to them to be like, hey, or or, or cop policing shit to make sure this doesn't happen. Then that's what we're going to have to do, you know. But in, in the words uh, of good friends of his show, Bill Goldberg, who's next? You never know. <laughs> you, you don't know. That guy, uh, Russell Simmons, isn't like he... Richard Simmons. Richard? No. <laughs> Richard Simmons was the exercise guy. Yeah, he got in trouble. Really? Sexual harassment. Stop. Yeah, Russell, Russell Simmons you're, is fine. You're breaking news to me. When did that happen? Today, it wasn't Russell Simmons. It was Richard Simmons. It was a confusion. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. This, oh, I was going to say, this is why I have Michael J. Putty, but he pulled the wool over my eyes. Hashtag gullible. <laughs> Man, but it's crazy. Do you have any thoughts about this? I don't know what to say. It's weird. It's very weird. I don't know how all these people can't keep it in their pants. I mean, I'm talking to the voice. Okay. We're having a conversation about this, and I forgot who was it about. Pick some random guy. Um, so let's say Louis C.K. Okay. It's funny how most of these stories involve these men getting, and Harvey Weinstein, mm-hmm. these men getting naked, or at least bottomless, mm. and jerking off in front of these women. And we were thinking, like, yeah, no woman wants to see that. Okay. Nobody wants to see that. No. The only person who wants to see that are certain types of guys. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, certain kind of guys like uh, Kevin Spacey, mm-hmm. or is that just another type of pervert? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that that was another one. I was like, what? You know what? It was it was a shame um, that because of his actions, that was so long ago. I think yeah. he, if he would have just came up and been like, "Hey, that was me back then. It is not who I am now." It could have been a different story. But because of that, I, I get to lose out of a great show, House of Cards. House of Cards is a great show. It is a great show. 
And, you know, I started watching it. Thank you to you who a few years back got me into this binge watching of, of shows that everybody talks about. You always mock me openly on the show for watching TV. <laughs> yeah, I give you good advice. Yeah. Uh, well, in this case, you did. Um, Scandal's a good show, by the way. Boulevard Bullies, uh, if you have something else to do besides go to wrestling shows and watch wrestling, make, make, some, make some room for a Scandal. Carrie Washington, that's a nice piece of hash. Oh, the Melly Grant? Oh. 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 You know, you got me started on, on watching Lost mm-hmm. ages ago. Well, Finished okay. the season. It was great. And then moved on to the next thing. Uh, then I went on to Orange is the New Black. I okay. thought that was cool. Lesbians making out. It just Sounds gets, great gets to me, me yeah. rolling. Uh, then I went into trying to do the Breaking Bad thing. Everybody said great yes. things about it. Not that interested. I okay. got into like maybe I want to say seven episodes or so. And then all of a sudden it just it didn't do it for me anymore. Long okay. story short. Finally got into House of Cards, got really into it. Uh, you done? You're all caught up? I'm not all caught up I mean, yet, uh, yeah. but but now I kind of want to slow the burn. Like yeah. I know there's an end coming. I want to take it down a notch. I want to save myself well, a few been, episodes. I haven't finished the season. Okay. Because me and Erwin would watch it, and then we bailed on it for some reason. Okay. So I'm going to go back and watch it. From the beginning? No, from the halfway through the last season. Okay. How's that beer doing? Really good. Try it in a mug. <laughs> More classy. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently... The rumor is now the show might not be canceled. Interesting. Breaking might news again. Bring the show back without him. Okay. They write him off mm-hmm. and come back either with her, Mrs. Underwood, being uh, the president. I don't know. I mean, she was vice president. They don't know what's going on. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> but yeah, so hope's not all lost yet. Uh huh. So keep hope alive. You know what it is? It's it's not about chick shows. About like uh, scandal. Um, House of Cards, no, no way, chick shows. But I think I think the presidency of the United States is just an interesting topic to talk about. Yep. You know, it's interesting to watch. You know, WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump be president of the United States, yep. and if we could get a glimpse of that through a House of Cards or through a scandal show, The West Wing back in the day. You know, it's it, a great it, show. You ever watch that show? It, it, yes, I did. That was no, a real, way. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good show. Um, so I think just the conversation of, of the presidency and the White House and politics, those are just interesting topics. So in no way by me saying you're watching Scandal, you're a chick or something. We're on the start of the second season, halfway through the second season. Okay. Everyone needs to get on that show. Designated Survivor Wednesdays, 10 o'clock on ABC. I think you should have a whole mini-sode on like your, your fall review. <laughs> I should. You know what I'm saying? Just like, these are the shows you can't oh, miss. Designated Survivor. Talk about presidencies. Great show. Yeah. Because Raw and SmackDown are not doing to me doing it for me anymore. Oh. But that's another story we'll save for the end of the show. Uh, we're on our way to episode 100, Michael J. Putty. The countdown. <laughs> yeah, I, I got... I'm already. I already feel the hate mail coming in. I already feel the the instant you. messages, the DMs. All of them are from me. Yeah, hitting on myself. Uh, I I get it. We're no. counting down, but the episodes are going up. Yes, so it shouldn't be up. an up down, an up count. count. Up, count up. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but that's not a word. No one uses that. No, so it's like a. It's weird. But yeah, it is the countdown to... Oh, no. We're counting down to 100. We're counting down to 100. Just hit me up. We're, we're okay. We're, we're in the clear here. But why are the episodes going up? Shouldn't we kind Seven of- episodes left. Six episodes left. Five episodes left. We're counting ah. down. Okay. Saved it. 
<laughs> that's how you do a host a show, ladies and gentlemen. Just, just yeah, maybe that's 93, why. 90. Should have been 07. But then it doesn't make sense because it was episode 92. Then 08. Yeah, no, there's seven episodes left. Either way, we're on our way to episode topic, 100. Yeah. <laughs> we are on our way. There is a lot of exciting things happening on the show. And we want you to be part of it. So if you have not gone into social media, go ahead and click that follow button on Instagram and on Facebook. Where could they do that? Facebook.com slash A Shot of Wrestling. And Instagram, A Shot of Wrestling. Yes. How about Twitter? There's, we're on Twitter too. Shot of Wrestling, no A. Didn't make the cut, mate. Um, and if you want to send those hate mails about that countdown, inbox us. You can't. We just debunked <laughs> it. So shut the fuck up. All right. Keep it to yourselves. Mind your fucking business. <laughs> but be part of the conversation. Inbox us at a shot of wrestling.com. We also have a hotline. If you want to give us a call, you want to be part of the show, this is where your voice could be heard. Just dial it up, 619-343-3005. And on our way to episode 100, we are revisiting previous episodes. And this week, we're taking it back to episode 10. Kobe Bryant retired, hmm. adding to the long list of retirements in the world of sports. Uh, your thoughts on Kobe retiring? I think this entire season, I've never seen one team, one group of people be dedicated to the ego of one person. <laughs> I think it's insulting. Um, we weren't going to go anywhere with or without him anyway, so we needed to lose games. To get a higher draft pick. So I can't really be angry at that. That was a strategy for the season. But he took away a lot of playing time from young players. And he took away a lot of learning experiences. And then in the final game of the season, the Jazz decided not to play defense the entire game. They were eliminated from the playoffs. They didn't give a shit. And the the Lakers themselves fed into the ego even more by feeding him the ball time after time after time. So he ended up scoring 60 points. That feeds into the legend of Kobe, the myth of Kobe. But he ends up taking 50 shots, which is the most that anyone has taken in 30 years. Mm. You know, Mm. so I take, I'm a Lakers fan. I take Kobe with a grain of salt. Um, He wasn't, he's not the nicest guy in the room. But when he was on the court, there were moments where he rose above it all and he could carry the team on his back. And in 2010, they ended up beating the Celtics. Game seven, he had 24 points, 15 rebounds, six for 24 shooting. He didn't have the greatest shooting night, but he fucking scratched and clawed, and they ended up getting championships. So, yeah, I guess it's a love-hate relationship with me and Kobe. So, good riddance. Well, I'm glad that you're here and you're explaining all this background to it, because the last time we were together, we gave you a little bit background into you know what goes behind the matches mm. and how people build the stories, and it kind of feels like that's exactly what happened in that last game. Right. You know, it was good booking by the <laughs> LA Lakers. It was good booking. You See, know, that's what's awesome about wrestling because I always say this: wrestling is at its finest when it captures the zeitgeist of the era. When it's able to capture what's going on in real life and show us and just give us a mirror, a reflection. And uh, yeah, yeah, occasionally professional sports, quote unquote, real sports does that too with wrestling. Yeah. There's lots of times when real sports appears like a manufactured event. Man, the voice is all just full 
of thoughtful insights. I love his rants when he goes on these rants. Yeah. This episode was nicely named Feel the Burn. I know we were talking about b- basketball, but go back and listen to episode 10. It's one of the most downloaded episodes uh, next to Eric Jaden's episode. But he just went crazy yeah. on Bernie Sanders uh, and the politics that were going on around that time. Because if you remember, it was... Um, the Democratic ticket, it was uh, Bernie Sanders and, and Hillary Clinton. And everybody awesome picked, their, picked their sides. And, and it was heated. It was a hot conversation. So, yeah, I love the voice. Get that man talking about politics. Get him talking about sports and wrestling. That man could go. That was back in episode 10. Can yeah. we go through puberty live on the air? Don't be Ryan. so fucking embarrassing. Yeah, laugh it up. You know, but with puberty comes maturity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, last time we had this, our guest this week, you, you kind of are an asshole. You're very immature. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know what the hell crawl, crawled up your ass. You're usually very nice and crawled to our guest. I, I am. But I this know. time you had Darius Carter on the show. You were a, a douchebag. Yeah. How I don't what? know. He, he, he uh, you know, I, 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 uh. I, 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 I don't know the Sam Hill. You got him back. I don't know why he came back. I don't know why I was not there to mediate this. But you got him back on the show. Let's uh, hear what he has to say. Michael J. Putty, the Green Man, is getting a second chance. A second chance with Mr. Darius Carter. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, BCW's Villain of the Year, Mr. Darius Carter. Welcome back to A Shot of Wrestling yeah, good to be back. It's wonderful to be back. I, I, the only way that I could start this is with an apology. I feel like the last time you were on our show, things just did not go exactly to plan. Um, maybe I just didn't start off with the right questions, but uh, thank you for agreeing to come back and actually opening up again to a shot of wrestling. Good job in flexing and... Again, it's great to be back here. It's opportunity for everybody. Speak my mind. You get to listen. World gets to understand. So it's good to be here. So let's get started. Um, what has been one of the toughest parts about pursuing this career in professional wrestling for you? <laughs> toughest part is uh, it's kind of being me. You know, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a. I believe what I believe. I'm firm to my beliefs. I'm very grounded in terms of professional wrestling, my mindset on wrestling, Mm -hmm. what I love about wrestling, um, what brought me to love wrestling. I'm very aware of that. I'm very keen of the things I I like and don't like and what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Uh, And I think that can rub people the wrong way that, that I can be so secure with myself that you can be in the locker room and maybe I haven't met some of them before and I'm a confident person. I carry myself. Well, I don't uh, ask questions. I don't, I don't snip around bothering people. I think that when, when you exude yourself a, a certain something, when you exude that confidence, it's intimidating to people who don't know you and don't try to get to know you. So, my biggest enemy has definitely been, you know, per- perception of me. Mm-hmm. Could have been repu- could have been reputation before, and now I think it's more perception. I think people have made a lot of things. They've made me into a lot of things, and that's the version of Darius Carter that they choose to believe exists. 
that's what I think the biggest enemy is. Gotcha. Well, there's definitely been an evolution of Darius Carter. Um, so why don't you just walk us through memory lane from like the beginning and the things that you were thinking to get you to where you are now with who you are? Yeah, well, it was, you know, it was firstly when I started, I was, you know, huge on, on technical wrestling and and I always pride myself on that. Um, the William Regal, the Marty Jones, Steve Gray, Jim Brakes, uh, the types of uh, world of sport, UK, uh, European wrestlers that I love. Um, Dave Taylor, Squire Dave Taylor. Um, so I think that when I first started, you know, you just, you're, you're eager, you know, you want to prove yourself, you want to show yourself to so many people at the same time. And I was my, my thing. I was more, um, more about money. I just, I was young and, and I honestly did. I was making good money at a young age. I'd done very well for myself in life. And, and that's another thing that can bother people is how I, you know, I'm <laughs> pretty, you know, uh, I carry myself successfully mm-hmm. um, in and out of the business. But, um, Again, that's. I think I started off like that, and it was just about a, a lot of show and pomp and circumstance. And I think my, my I've evolved over time because I've gotten a lot smarter. I've gained experience. I've faced different types of opponents, different types of situations. Um, I've led groups that uh, uh, little miniature groups that had to circle into something else. I mean, it's experience and time that makes you smarter. And over time, it became less about money itself and more about wealth and what money can get you, what positive revenue can do for you. Resources, mm-hmm. resources, it's all about resources. It's all about connections, resources. You want to have that type of wealth because you want to be able to access anything at any time. It's about money. It's about the mind. And that's what I pride myself on. And I think that's another thing. I think people just naturally aren't going to trust a smart person. Okay. (laughs) So it's it's hard to, especially if they're smarter than you, you know? And I I think that's a thing too, is then I don't have to go and just tell you in your face that I'm smarter than you. I don't just pick up a microphone and tell the fans I'm smarter than them. I don't because they already know that. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's what makes it scarier for them. That's what makes it uh, scary for wrestlers is because I don't have to tell you something that you already know and you don't know how to get around it. Is there is the confidence that you have because we've definitely seen you in action, we've seen you, you know, out and about. It where does that confident confidence come from? It comes from determination and the fact that I know that I can succeed. That's that's what it comes down to. I know I can do what I say I'm going to do. Mhm. I don't say I'm going to win a championship and then try to win a championship. I say I'm going to win a championship and I make sure that I do it. And you can say, oh, because I'm doing things unfairly, or I take shortcuts, or I take the easy way. No, I don't take the easy way. How is there an easy way to a championship? How is there an easy way to a victory against a quality competitor? I don't understand that. You're supposed to be a quality competitor, competitor, a quality opponent, but I took an easy way to beat you. Mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me. If you get hit with the championship or you get 
caught with an errant low blow or you get thrown into a randomly exposed turnbuckle, that's the, the referee's fault for not being there to see it. It's not my fault for having to do it because I want to win, because I want to go to a pay window and receive more money than you. That's that to me, I'm not, I'm not wrong. People just, people just vilify me because, because I do whatever it takes. And of course I do whatever it takes because why would I trust anyone else before I trust myself? Why would I give, why would I give you the chance to, to stab me in the back? I could completely see, um, when you come out through that curtain, the fans really vilifying you. Is is that the same um, vilification that you're talking about behind the scenes as well? It's a similar vilification. Good for you, see? But, but it's real. It's real. Interesting. It's real. People sometimes can't tell the difference. And that's when I have a mirror moment, I like to call them. Okay. Where where I have to say, is it my responsibility to walk them through this and show them? Or is it or am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I should just let sit back and let them react how they're gonna react? And I usually <laughs> I go for the latter because yeah. I can't it, it, there's not enough time in the day. You can't you can't be apologizing to people and and saying you're sorry all the time because then you're not you're losing conviction. You don't have conviction. Mm-hmm. That's that's what that's what people don't like about me. People don't like that I have conviction, and they may have traveled the world three times over. They might. I'm I'm just going to the UK for the first time in my career, you know. And I've been wrestling. I've been. This is I'm coming up on on eight years. So I've, I've I've paid my dues, whether people want to say I have or not, because the people who haven't known about my career, known what I've gone through. Mm-hmm. People who know me know that. I, people who know me, BWO, they know that I've paid my dues. They know very well. So. And you, have, you pay your dues all the time, of course. We understand that, that catchphrase, or you're going to try and villi- turn what I'm saying. But it's the truth. No, and, and congratulations a, on that, too. That's, that's a big accomplishment. Well, thank you. But that's what I mean. People's, you know, people have traveled three, four times the world over and had all these excellent matches, these five-star matches, four-star matches, whatever. But they might not be able to to speak the way that i speak they still may not be mm-hmm. able to carry themselves the way that i carry myself and so they don't they maybe they they make it farther but they don't make it they, they're not able to do some of the things i do despite all that they've done it's a competitive thing that they have within themselves that they take out on me i, I if you're a world traveler be a world traveler do what you want to do. If you want to be the, the, the multi-man match wrestler and go out all across the, the world and wrestle in six-man matches and hit, get, your, get your move and get your loud reaction and everyone loves you and you sell your merchandise in a 30-minute intermission, mm-hmm. be that person. You're fully entitled to that because that's what, that's what a lot of the business is. And if you want to make money, I get it. Me, personally, I don't, I'm not going to make myself something that I'm not, and I'm not going to pretend to be something that I'm not. I'm there to compete. I'm there to get paid. I'm there to win. And I'm there to then move on to the next show. I'm there to get as much as I can out of every match, every show. And then I'm looking for the next one. Well, I think we're I don't th- need. Sorry to interrupt, but one of the things that you are really good at is definitely 
you know, your skill work behind the mic. And then, to be honest, you do definitely back it up in the ring. What are some of the things that you think in Mr. Darius Carter that you do great and some of the things that you're still working through? Good question, but I like I like that you back that up. You said I can talk it in the on the mic, but I can back it up in the ring. That's that's important that's for people to know. There are some guys that, well, most wrestlers nowadays, you know, good in the ring, good to great in the ring, but can't talk. There's some wrestlers out there that can talk very well, but unfortunately, don't wrestle very well or just aren't very good professional wrestlers and i mean a professional wrestler yeah you know what i mean you know Mm -hmm. what i'm talking about some people can use a mic and can't really do it in the ring i am able to do both and it needs to be uh, reiterated on the mic in the ring wrestling's richest prize and make sure i look good doing it now (laughs) you now you you had brought up um you had brought up a point of uh, things that I can that I'm great at, and things that I'm not. I mean, I'm great at. Let's start with the great. I'm great with looking ahead. I'm great with foresight. I call myself the forward-thinking throwback. Mm. I can I can see things before they happen, uh, and that's because I can see my reaction ahead of time. It's the type of thing I have, and that's what you get when you've studied an incredible amount of wrestling, or you've studied an incredible amount of of movement in general psychology it's a lot of it's a lot of mental notes and mental taking but that's really what my style is we know what i'm good at things that i could be better at i mean you know i'm not the uh, strongest uh, and i'm not somebody that's going to throw you around uh i'm not a i'm also not somebody that's going to be bouncing off the ropes back and forth trying to dance around you and and firefly you. That's not how I am. My strength lies in utilizing my opponent's weakness, taking advantage of my opponent's weakness. So I think if you were to try and grade me on paper, you're going to see a lot of the grades are are very high, but maybe none of, maybe, maybe I'm other than using intelligence. Maybe you won't see tens in everything. Mm-hmm. But you'll but you'll see very high numbers and consistently high numbers that add up overall. So whereas you may have a ten here and then a bunch of fours and threes, I'm very high and very consistent. I think that's I what that. makes me that's what makes me different. I'm not looking to be the strongest or the fastest. Uh, or be uh, have the uh, the biggest moves or get the biggest oohs and ahs. I'm not here to use the top rope and do all these flips. I'm here to win. I'm here to make sure that I get the job done with simple, effective basics. DDT, pile driver, if I have to. Sleeper hold. But it sounds these like, are things that, sounds that like you're also using them in, in the right moments. Um just in the short amount of time that we're speaking together, I could already understand that there's a lot of wealth of knowledge um, that you have to get that you have for yourself and that you hopefully have enough to give out. When people come and ask you for help, what is the one thing that they usually ask help for? Presentation. Mm. Uh, overall presentation. 
not just a not just a promo, but the little things, um, movements in between movements. That's what I get questions on, and that's a beautiful thing because it makes me different, and I appreciate that someone would come up to me with that. Um, just like I'm gonna see somebody and see something that they do and say, okay, there's something there that I can take and use my own. A lot of people will come up to me and think of those little things. It's, so it's not just about throwing you off the rope to build up to a big maneuver. It's how I throw you off the rope. Mm-hmm. It's how I, it's how I hooked you to throw you that makes you go, wait a minute, that was a little different. To the point where when I when the maneuver gets hit it's an it's an additional tingle it's a different feeling mm-hmm. as opposed to just oh well let's throw you and oh that's not me i'm not that guy there's a lot of people that like to be that oh yeah. <laughs> then I, I, that, to me to me that's just that to me that's that it's it's cute but it's it's overdone um it's highly oversaturated it's it's just it's 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 salty to me at this point um it's just too much sodium. <laughs> no, uh, completely it, understand. You know, is there any advice that you have that someone has given you that you still keep to your heart to this day? Be yeah, the versatility. Be as versatile as you can. Wrestle as many places as you can. To learn as many different styles as you can. It's not, and I'm not just talking about high flying. I'm talking about lucha libre. I'm talking about uh, getting in there with a, a, a hard hitting. They call it strong style nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, this hard-hitting uh, style. And that's what, if you're really looking at my matches, you'll see how they've changed in terms of um, adaptability. So who, who I'm facing, I'm able to ch- change the match based on what I'm going up against. So if I'm going against a technical wrestler, and okay, I can technical wrestle with him too, but I need to get him off of his game because that's, his thing. You may be a strictly technical wrestler. I'm a technical wrestler and I'm one of the finest out there. And that's a fact, whether people want to admit that or not. But if I see a weakness in you, I'm going to switch it up. I'm not trying to, I don't, I don't need to just sit here and wrestle with you for 10 minutes. If I know that I can get around that and beat you quicker, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. So maybe I'm going to catch you with a, with a forearm. And you may not be expect a forearm. You may not be ready for that forearm. Now your mindset has changed. Now that I've got you off of your game, maybe I can go back to that wrestling. Or maybe I continue to hit you and see how you react to that. It's strategy. That's what makes me different. Okay. Where I'm not just looking to face you and say, all right, well, I'm going to hit these things when you go for this and you go for that. It's not about that for me. It's about strategy it's about stopping your opponent before they can stop you it's about using something as quick and effective as you can use you need if you have a certain time window you get, there's only certain moves that you can use i pride myself on those moves like the ddt every yeah, people do ddts tornado mm-hmm. ddts i'm talking about a quick snap one i'm talking about out of nowhere both of our heads are ducked i can just right there Where you if feel i need the to look Mm-hmm. that's right every the moves i have all are for a reason a sleeper hold is to bring a match to a slow maybe you're running around maybe you're using your speed and agility and, and you're trying to run around and i need to catch you i need to put you where i need you which is on the mat at my mercy sleeper hold very effective and if you notice i do a running version i run at my opponent mm-hmm. 
what that does, that throws them off because now that I'm running at you, you think I'm going to hit you with a strike. You think I'm going to going to go for some um, uh, tackle of some kind. The last thing you think when someone comes running at you is that they're trying to wrap a sleeper around your neck. Now, this and is that, very interesting because I never had someone break it down to me this that way. Uh, is this something that in the moment you're in a match and you're like, this is what I'm going to do different? Or are you studying yourself and studying your matches and saying, you know what, the next time I get out there, I think I'm going to try this because I think this is going to be better for me? It's a little bit of both. It's a lot of the last. It's a lot of the last in terms of adaptability. Mm-hmm. And, and but, but the whole thing is you need to have moves for certain things. So my whole thing is I'm not using, I'm not thinking of the move as I, particularly thinking of the move as I do it because I already know the move. It's about the time. So when I see that somebody has been running around and dodging and flipping and I see that opening of them running, maybe they run off the ropes for a quick second. Wrestlers love to do that. I can take that quick window. I know to go for a sleeper there because that's the do at that time. If I want to slow you down, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, if you if you're bent down, I'm not going to kick you up and put you into a sleeper. I'm just going to hit you with that DDT right there. Gotcha. Interesting. Now I find that we're in a very interesting time right now, where like the indie scene, especially in the Northeast, it, it's picking up so fast. There's so much great talent out there. And with the evolution of NXT and, and new TV shows, Ring of Honor, um, getting to where they are, um, you know, I feel like the indie, the support indie movement is getting so much more bigger than even the WWE. So is there anything that you, Mr. Darius Carter, would change about the wrestling business as what is going on right now and where it would be going. It just comes down to basics. And it also comes down to people knowing what they're being hired for. I know that if I make it to the WWE, if I make it to that type of level, I know what I would want to be. I wouldn't want to just be there to be there. I wouldn't want to just be there to collect the check. I wouldn't want to be there just to be on TV. I would want to be there because I see myself being of a particular magnitude. Now, I'm not saying it's my way or the highway. That's not at all how it's supposed to be perceived. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I have a vision for how, for what I could be, and how good I could be when I'm at that point. And it's my job to make myself help make myself as good as I can be for that position. Of course, with, with their help, it, saying you make it there. Is but that your ultimate I, goal? Oh, yeah, that's the end goal, for sure. But it's also not something that I'm looking to do tomorrow. You know, I'm not in a rush to get there. I'm not the person, I'm not the one that emails them 10,000 times. I'm not the one that tweets at them. I'm not the one who DMs or, or, or tries to get in through a friend through a friend's friend of a friend in the business. I'm not one of those people. I, I feel like I'm noticeable enough to get to, to, to be seen and that when it's time for me, I will get there and I'm not filling my time. I'm not just moseying around. I'm going, I'm, I'm taking a UK tour, a 10 mm-hmm. day, a 10 date UK tour. I'm not wrestling uh, once a month, twice a month, three times a month. I'm wrestling every single weekend uh, on average, you know, of course there's one or two, you know, one here and there, but 
if you miss one weekend, I'm wrestling three shows the next weekend, or I'm wrestling two the next. So I'm still doing what I have to do and still having a very good uh, personal job. So I'm able to do that. Some people have to also depend on, on wrestling. I don't depend on it. It's something I love, and it's something that I 100% want, and it's something that I'll do with what I have to do to get, but I'm not 100% dependent on it. I'm always I think, interested on when people have that regular job and also the wrestling and they're working so hard. Is there anything from your wrestling life that you're able to use in your regular job or anything that you learn um, from your trade and your regular job that you're able to use in the wrestling ring? 110%. It's business. I work in business mm-hmm. uh, and I, I have some money in some good places and it's about picking your spots. It's about being smart. It's about monitoring. And, it, and you can monitor money just like you monitor the business. Interesting. It's all relative. Business is business. It doesn't matter what business it is. And I've always said that. I always said that I always wanted to be involved in business. And, I, and people said, well, what kind of business? I, to me, I don't, I don't, it doesn't really matter what you're selling, what the product is. To me, it's about the operation. To me, it's about making something work and being alert enough to keep that system moving. Most people these days aren't alert enough to do that or they don't care enough. They don't make themselves alert. I'm the type of person that's willing to do that because being alert like that means continuous knowledge. You're continually learning. Mm -hmm. I like to continually learn. The day I stop learning is the day that I stop living. That's the way I look at it. And 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 that's what wrestling is as well. Professional wrestling, you always, 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 always are learning. And my changes may not be may not seem as, as quick on the surface for certain people, but if you really pay attention to my matches and you see the movement, you see how I how I step and you see what I'm doing to get into particular things, if you watch that, the transformation over the years, you'll that defines who Darius Carter is. Sure I have a scarf, sure I come out with, you know, these these uh, wonderful decor, these this, this wonderful these wonderful suits, these incredible outfits, the wonderful shoes and the shades. <laughs> of course, of course, of course, I looked the part. But if I went in there and started wrestling a different way, it wouldn't you wouldn't it wouldn't register. You'd be like, oh, I, I, this is this isn't real. I see right through it. Me, everything about me is legitimate. You see how my trunks, high waisted trunks. You already know what you're going to get. Okay, this guy yeah. is going to be an old school. This guy's an old school guy. You know this. This one's he's going to look for a lockup, or he's going to look. You already understand what Darius Carter is before the bell even rings, uh, and that's something that people will may will internally will love, but they love to hate because I'm so confident. I don't have to awaken in the middle of a match because I'm there the entire time. Mm-hmm. That's that's something. That's another thing that makes me uh, different. What are so we talked a lot about what's going on in the ring and, and your mind in the ring. What do you do to unwind? What are your passions outside the ring? Again, it's 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 business. It's I love. Uh, I mean, I, I it's traveling. I'm a, I'm a big fan of traveling. I'm a big fan of um, just great experience in general, and, and, and that's what money is for you know money is about being able to things to, to go on these yachts and to meet in people intelligent people and meet the people that are really running things those are the people that i that i pride myself on i love going to meetings and business conventions because that's where you're learning 
who's what and how they got there. And if you can take a little bit of something from everybody, then you mm-hmm. you really got it made. I have a, I have a passion for business in general. I have a passion for growth. I have a passion for um, cr- fixing things that are broken or could be better because everything can be better. And if you can be smart enough to fix it, that makes you invaluable. And that's something I've always prided myself on. That love for business, that love for wrestling, the theater, the the art form, the ultimate art. I don't think there's any art more beautiful than, than excellently crafted professional wrestling. And my job is to help paint that. And I love the way you see that. that. I definitely love the way you see that. That's it. Well, if we were to get back together a year from now, what do you hope that people are saying about Darius Carter? It was nice seeing him on TV. No, no I mean, it, well, and again, it doesn't have to be you know WWE TV. It can be other TV. Uh-huh. You know, it can be. There's plenty of televisions and television stations and promotions with television stations. True. Um, and I mean, I've granted I've been on TV and legitimate TV, not some Channel 27 in the middle of nowhere TV. But um, even so, um, that's what I want to see in a year. I want to see. Um, that side. I, I really want to get deeper into um, a mainstay uh, television promotion uh, within, you know, by next year. Um, that would be that would be the objective because that's what I think I'm built for. I think some people are great for. Um, I don't say bingo halls because I think that's a derogatory term. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'm not a somebody that just wants to wrestle in front of you know, 100, 200 people and, and kind of just do what I want and get the, everybody there to, to cheer and talk about how awesome my match was. You know, I, I want to go down in history. I want I want the Darius Carter experience to be episodic. I want you to be able to tune on your TV and watch Darius Carter and grow from Darius Carter. That is what TV allows. That is what those experiences allow. I definitely want to travel this UK trip. I definitely next year is going to be about expanding like never before. This year was career defining for me. And a lot of people said it to me. I mean, 2016 really was a huge year for me mm-hmm. um, with the crusade for change. And then 2017 was more me. Crusade has never died. Crusade for change is, is alive, but we've all separated to reach our own success right? and, and bring it back to each other. We, crusade for change never dies. But this year was about Darius Carter proving himself truly as the singles, as the uh, not just singles competitor. We've already proven that, but as someone who can carry a company. Um, and I, I carried Tier One Wrestling on my back. Amen. Uh, you know, I helped carry Five Bro Wrestling on my back. Whether mm-hmm. they want to give me the whether they want to give me the credit for it or not, I'm their uncrowned champion. I haven't won their championship, but I've carried that. I've helped carry that company. I've been a pillar for 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 Five Bar Wrestling, and Five Bar Wrestling knows that. BCW, I'm a pillar for BCW, which is why they had to go. They they were upset. They were angry, so they decided to lack promoting me. They decided to not promote me. They knew that was a mistake, and now they're right back to doing it because they knew they were wrong, as mm-hmm. I said before. Where, when I compete at these promotions, I don't just compete to, to, take, to get my paycheck and, and leave. I'm competing to help build the brand, elevate the brand, because that in turn elevates me. Warriors of Wrestling, some of the matches I had over there. I had a match with Tracy Williams that was, people were telling me was the best wrestling match Warriors of Wrestling had. Not just that night, but that they remember seeing. 
in Warriors of Wrestling. The best wrestling match against Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. Mm-hmm. My first ever dog collar match. Jason Karloff, a legitimate dog collar. This wasn't a, a phony chain, a fake chain, if that could even exist, a plastic. This was <laughs> this was this was a a dog collar match. The man is bigger than me. The man is stronger than me. And I went in there, and I outmaneuvered him. I outthought him. He stole he stole that championship in the end. He kept it with him because he's a cheat. And he, he's a, he's fraudulent. But that's another story for another time. Um, this is what my 2017 was about. I competed in another, my second war games match at warriors of wrestling, the second of my career. And now look what's coming back in NXT war games. So these are things that I think about. These are things that help these, these successes. I see what's going on. I see when people are emulating Darius Carter, when people try to take things from me instead of, instead of booking Darius Carter, instead of using me, just take my ideas. Cause that's all I am is an idea, right? Right. Easy to be me, right? It's easy to be Darius Carter. So people go ahead and try and take it. They could try. Uh, which <laughs> they can, yeah, they try, and we all see them out there. And I don't have to name anyone. We know who they are. And then the crusade for change. And I'm not saying these people aren't good wrestlers. I'm not saying they're not talented. I'm just saying that they're taking something that they see works and trying to make it work for them. And it doesn't work because it's not them. Mm-hmm. The, the crusade for change. The crusade for change is probably the most one of the most duplicated stables um, of the past five years. And I say that because there are stables like with respect to the hit squad, who's also one of the most duplicated. You can see people trying to be the hit squad everywhere, yeah. everywhere. Everybody wants to be the hit squad. They think, Oh, we can just be two big guys and beat people up. That's not what the hit squad is. The hit squad are, are absolutely dangerous. They are talented. They are quick. They are, they're like panthers. They're they're like giant panthers, and and that's what people people think you can just be big and be them. Just like people think, oh, we can put on a, a guy fox mask, and you get it right with a crusade. No, no, the crusade is something that I can. If you ask me what it is, I can explain it to you front and back, upward and downward, and you'll be nodding your head in agreement by the end of it. Mm-hmm. That's what the cruise. That's what the crusade for change is. The crusade for change is. That's what the guy fox mask is about. See, no one will tell you. I'll tell you. The guy fox. The guy fox mask is about an idea that you're willing to die for, and it's about an idea that fights against all odds. The gunpowder plot. Yeah. Was against all odds. The chances of that ever being a success were incredibly low, pretty much impossible. But it was a mission that had to be carried out anyway because it was what was believed. The Crusade for Change has been pushed out of promotions and we've been kept from reaching the levels that we should reach because we scare people. We're too real. Then you try and emulate it. I think that's what the fans want, though. I think this day and age, that's exactly what the fans want. They want... To go to a show and have reality suspended for them where they leave and saying, holy shit, like, what did I do? Like, this was amazing. Like, I felt like everything was real and I was part of it. And I can't wait to come back to see where is this going to develop? Well, unfortunately, and that's but that's but that's why they take it from the crusade and Mm -hmm. then try to put it. They try to put it on themselves because they're like, well, we're not going to use those people, but we're going to take this idea and we're going to make it 
to the top. But you realize they don't ever last because there's no conviction behind them. They're just wearing the mask. They're just attacking people. Right. They're just disrupting shows. That's not what the crusade was just about. Yes, we attacked people. Yes, we disrupted shows. But it was about the reasoning. It was about the target that we selected. It was about the plan that we had out. When you saw the crusade for change, you knew we weren't attacking just to attack. You knew you would pay attention to who we attacked and, and, and how we were attacking them. That's the difference between a crusade and someone else. We weren't just you weren't we weren't beating people up and hitting all of our favorite maneuvers on them and then standing tall. We were picking out select targets in particular positions at promotions and targeting them for a reason. We are invading certain promotions for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think it's and I think it scares like I said, it scares a lot of people. They think that they it's they think that it's something easy, even though they didn't come up with it themselves. That's what it is. It's a lot of hypocrisy that gets thrown at me, and that's why I don't entertain it. I just see it, I see it, and I laugh because I see people trying to do what I do, and it doesn't work. Just like I don't do what they try to do. I'm not going to try and, and be them because it's not going to work for me. I don't need to, I don't need to do that. And if I see something good, I might say, "Oh, you know what? That's cool." But it doesn't work for me, but I'm right. cool with it. Well, and, like like you said before, I mean, 2016 was a great year. 2017 is even better. Uh, I, I know everybody who's listening to this is going to want to stay in track with what is going on with Mr. Darius Carter. So if we were to follow you on any social media and be part of this journey with you, where will we do that? That would be on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash Mr. Darius Carter. That'll be on Facebook.com slash Mr. Darius Carter. And then Facebook.com slash Wrestling's Richest Prize. That is my official fan page that I have set up okay. also. I do little little posts in there that I don't do in other places. Uh, so I mix it up. And then Facebook actually has a nice little update where when you go on to Facebook and slash Mr. Darius Carter and you actually look beneath my featured pictures, you'll be able to go right to Twitter or to my wrestling fan page. So I keep it very simple. I keep myself very accessible um, in that respect. I don't do not have an Instagram. I'm, I'm sure I'm, I will one day, but it's a little bit much for me. I'm not, I don't want people in my life. I don't like people. They don't need to see, <laughs> they don't, they don't need to see me and I don't need to see them. I'm not entertained by pictures of other people's lives. So that's really why Instagram doesn't work for me. I'm more, I like the comments. I like to be able to say my piece. I don't need pictures and videos of your day, of your life. I'm not entertained. I'm not enthused. Leave me alone. So that's why I don't have that. I may have to one day when T for TV you know, purposes, but yeah. until those until those days, I think I'm fine the way I am. So um, I keep myself close enough, but far enough from people. So, well, I digress. <laughs> thank you very much, Mr. Carter, for joining us on this episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I think we may need to charge for this because the amount of knowledge that you gave out on this episode, I think wrestlers would just want to hear that and, and we could make money out of this because it was great. Thank you. Um, any last words? Uh, this is why I'm wrestling Richard's Pride. Uh, <laughs> thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. Uh, you definitely turned over a new leaf in the second part of the interview, so I'm, I'm happy uh, for you and with you. Uh, and I look forward to uh, doing this again sometime. Hopefully. 
<laughs> Thank you again, brother. Thank you very much for joining us on this episode of A Shot of Wrestling. In the News with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. Much better. Yeah. Much better. Uh, yeah, I agree. He won me over. He won That me. wasn't the job. You were supposed to, he was, you were supposed to win him over. Oh. You know. Sounds like he did, though. Yeah. He's, he's a great guy, um, and I know he might not want to hear that. He tried to check his hand at BCW event. <laughs> I know he may not want to hear that because he is a very hated person to a lot of other people because you know what? He does a great job, and um, sometimes to be that bad, you have to be that good, and Darius Carter is just that good. Is so, it a bumper you. sticker or something? <laughs> or, or a t-shirt? Hey, Maybe. Who knows? Let's make T-shirts. But yeah, I, I, we digress. In other news, uh, let's get let's get to this week's news. What do you got? Well, in a statement recently released, the Sports Illustrated Anthem Sports and Entertainment, the parent owners of Impact Wrestling, have changed their overall stance on their contracted talent using gimmicks created by the company once they leave. Okay, do you hear about this? This is interesting because because we we are hearing all about this Matt Hardy broken for, stuff for months. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert: we saw it raw, but referencing Matt Hardy. Uh huh. Somebody over there goes, and I quote, we have seen the character development and we will be interested to see where they take the concept, our new talent agreement. All incorporate language that allows talent to continue to use their impact persona after they leave the company. And we are working with our legal team to amend our existing contracts hmm. to those current and former talent. End quote. This is unprecedented. Is is this smart? Do you think this no. is smart? No. Business, business, what? Okay, wait a second. The agreement business. allows Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy to retain every everything yeah but business-wise it's not a smart move i think business-wise for a company to own what they created and what they've made money on business-wise it is not a smart move however creatively and long-term investment on the person the character the loyalty to a brand me going over to let's say impact wrestling and being the green man fan and and you know instead of being you would do that too wwe green man me going over and then, then them saying you know what we love the Green Man. You could be the Green Man anywhere you want. That's awesome because yep. it allows me to be to take my name, the Green Man, the Green One, the face of the franchise, out somewhere else where more people could could interact with the Green Man. And then when they see me back on Impact Wrestling, it'd be like, oh shit, yeah, I know that guy. You know, same thing with Santana and Ortiz, uh, LAX, also known as EYFBO. They're touring all around New York. You know what I'm saying? EYFBO. By FBO. Yeah, but they're touring all around New York. They're hitting all the indie companies as EYFBO, LAX. You know them from from Impact Wrestling, but you built a stronger connection because now, like we've mentioned the show before, it, it's not just getting into people's living rooms, but it's getting into their hands. It's getting in, in, into the interaction as fans in an indie show um, at the Elks Lodge, at, at the NYC Arena, wherever it is. I wonder if it's getting any money off it, though. Any royalties. I, I, that's why I think business-wise, for the company, mm. it may not be good. But for the future of the business, I think it is really, it, it, it's progressive, and I think it's really mm. good. The, the rumor out is going to be it's going to be woke Matt Hardy, not broken Matt Hardy. Okay. Last week I asked, does anybody care? Do you care? Uh, I think it's a little late for me. Way too late. I think it's a little late. 
I think it also I think I, I have a bad taste in my mouth on the way that Matt Hardy favorite. was treated oh. right after Jeff Hardy got injured. Like mm-hmm. there was there was no push of momentum like, hey, all right, his brother is gone, but this is still our guy. Matt Hardy, we're still gonna push him, we're still gonna let fans really stand behind mad hardy as an individual and i don't think they did that um so it kind of i had that bitter taste in my mouth about it and the fact that so much time has gone away without really seeing mad hardy being successful Mm -hmm. i don't know if i'm as interested anymore this is the first time he's using the delete thing actually said delete delete so and and it was a commitment by by the company also to get Mm -hmm. the cameras panning around the crowd yep in other news well, really touched on this last week, but the new news has come out. Jennifer Hudson has voluntarily made the decision to drop her restraining order against my man, David Otunga. I miss David Otunga. I feel bad for Much him. better than uh, some of these guys that get commentating now. <laughs> Bring it back to SmackDown, please. Get rid of the Corey Graves. Stop. Raw Mark. Cor- Corey, Corey Graves as long is as doing a- great work for SmackDown. Yeah, but he's a, you can tell he's a royal loyalist. Good. <clears throat> There's people Good. You need, <clears throat> <laughs> you need it. You need it. Uh, as long as he does not return to the family home, the uh, Jennifer Hudson recently filed documents stating that Otunga has been physical with her and the kid. Of course, he denied all those allegations. But now the drop dropped the charge. Uh, the drop, oh, so drunk. That one, uh, <laughs> anyway, the judge granted temporary custody of their eight-year-old son to him because his wife travels so much. It's just the voice here in the United States, and there's the voice UK. Scale it back a little bit. You have a kid. Relax. Well, again. Back to this Hollywood lifestyle. Like, when is it okay that you're traveling so much? Your kid is with a nanny about seven days uh, a week. All the fucking kids. And, yeah. and you get to see him, like, maybe twice a month. Mm-hmm. Like, is that really the... Li- and then the kid grows up and is used to this abandonment issues that you're spoiled. giving them. Yeah, because... Get that's mommy the and daddy w- gets everything I want. Why? Because they're trying to buy their love in other news. This is a weird story, but it's been picked up by the mainstream media, so let's talk about it. Okay. Ford Motor Company has officially oh. filed a lawsuit against John Cena <laughs> in the U.S. District Court in Michigan for violating his contract and flipping his, I just air quotes on the radio, Okay. air quotes, flipping his custom-made model year 2017 Ford GT sports car. Cena was obligated to maintain ownership of his custom-made car for two years, but instead flipped up for a big profit soon after receiving the car from Ford. He was informed of the violating his contract. He went on to say, and I quote, I completely understand and state and state I'm willing to work with Ford to make it right. My sincerest apologies. It's being reported he sold a card to liquidate the cash for some expenses. Like uh, his Phantom? His Rolls Royce Ro- 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 Phantom? Who knows? Um, Nikki what Bella's engagement ring? Probably. <laughs> um, episode of Total Bellas, yeah, probably. I don't know. So That's a weird story. Okay. That's not weird at all. I, I, it, but when well, you say but it, when you say flip it, did he what like did he remake the car and then or did he just like get the car and sell it to someone else? I think he just sold it to somebody else. Oh, so, buy John Cena's car. That, that's fucking awesome, dude. Okay. <laughs> uh, who, who we need to get the person who bought John Cena's car on the show. Got it. <laughs> I need to find out if you are out there listening to a shot of wrestling. We want you to come on the show and uh, let us know how this transaction happened. If you know the person and you're listening to a shot of wrestling, you know the person who bought John Cena's car. Dial it up six one nine three four three three zero zero five, or send us your details at inbox at a shot of wrestling dot com. Did he buy that car? What was it, was it gifted? It was gifted. Fuck that. I think that's the story. Fuck that. You know, he was supposed to keep it for two years and then give it back. That's like my problem so with celebrities. Tell me, please. I submitted the channels one day. Okay. I don't know if I was home from school. I had a day off. I'm at work. I don't know if I had a day off. I don't know what happened. Okay. A while ago, Oprah was on her show. Oprah was on her show. 
mm-hmm. with the cast of In Living Color. You ever okay. watched that show as a kid? Yeah. It was when, I'm not sure if it's a whole season, a whole series or just one season came out. Mm-hmm. And a box set was a big deal. Okay. Talked to the Wayne brothers and uh, as she was wrapping up, he goes, I hope I get my free copy. <laughs> They're like, yeah, of course, you got one. So this bitch, richest bitch in the world asking for free shit. <laughs> this is how these fucking rich people get rich. John Cena's the richest man in the world now getting a free car and sold it for money? I don't think he's the richest man in the world. In the wrestling business right now, yeah. In the wrestling business, yeah. Oh, man, but just rich get richer, man. In other news. Here we go. I got some good news for you. Okay. CM Punk is gearing up for his next MMA fight. boy. CM Punk. I love CM Punk news. UFC President Dana White said at a media lunch in Las Vegas this past week that CM Punk will be heading to Detroit for UFC 218, and he wants to talk to him presumably about his next fight. Interesting. And I quote, CM Punk is coming to Detroit and he wants to talk to me. I love this guy. We'll see what he's doing. Wow. Looking forward to seeing him getting back in the octagon. Give this guy wow. one more chance. Okay. I mean, as soon as we, we saw the fight, we came back on the air and we talked about it. I can't remember what episode it was, but go back and listen to the archives. Yeah. Um, but that is that was our main consensus. Give him another shot. Yeah. It was his first time in the ring, in the octagon. It was his first time really feeling it out. There's yeah. no way. There's so much preparing you could do. There's so much training you could do, but it's nothing compares to when you get into the ring and you're going and exchanging blows for blows. Yeah. And I don't think he was prepared. Not at all. Um, now, he knows a little bit better, but, Michael J. Putty, I ask you this. Mm-hmm. What if he fucks up again? And, uh, take there's, no, there's no coming come back from that, right? Yep. There's no coming back. See, in Bellator or some other local it, indie, prom- I air quotes again, indie promotion that you are seeing. <laughs> in, uh... Hashtag, give CM Punk a chance. Now, in similar news... Jack Swagger started trading. Talked about I, oh, yeah. With the belt, how he signed. Yeah, he, he started signed trading Belton. with Batista. No. They really? Yeah, took a couple pictures together. You follow, follow Batista on Instagram. Okay. At Batista. Uh, they trade, started training on somewhere in um, some jiu-jitsu club. So that's cool. That's a good guy to train with, Batista. The animal. And other news. I got some more good news for you. Oh, you're like a like the good news Your boy Leo Rush is in the news. Oh, mm. for good reasons? No. Let's hope so. <laughs> PW Insider is report, reporting that recently Leo mm-hmm. Rush removed all references to, from the WWE from his official Twitter page and also changed his hometown from Orlando to Baltimore. Okay. So furthermore, Rush also posted a message saying, uh, quote unquote, reflection. So many people take that to assume that he's being released or being prepared to be released or wants to be released. Michael J. Putty, this is, this is why you can't report on the indies. You got you to gotta leave the indie stuff to me. Okay. You're the WWE guy, and I get it. Leo Rush is now a WWE guy, but I got, I got a, lot, a lot more information. Since that story broke, uh, Leo Rush hmm. has gone in and done a house show for NXT. Is still in the WWE. He's still in NXT. There's nothing that has said or confirmed that he has been released. He's in the process of being released. He's in the process of being phased out. Um, I personally, when I first saw it and I first started hearing the rumors, that's all they are. They're rumors. They're, 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 they're false. They're fake news. And I saw a lot of the posts he's been doing pre-rumors. I, I feel like they were just like reinventing the character. And, and I'm, I'm very, very proud to say I'm a Leo Rush fan. Okay. Uh, if whatever he does outside the ring rubs you the wrong way, watch him in the ring and he'll win you over in less than 10 seconds. Guaranteed. Now, That's a fact. I pre cut me off. I can confirm that he's now still part of the company, <laughs> still the website, <laughs> and he's not been released from the company. Thanks. In other I, news. I have my sources. Well, this is a weird story. Uh, on the Ross Report, Jim Ross interviewed. Who? 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 Jerry the King Lawler. Ooh, interesting. Got the band back together. Interesting. That's cool. Among many other things they talked about. Jerry Lawler has his own podcast too, right? Yeah, Dinner with the King. Yeah. We think... have our own podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We, we should get them both, yeah. both together. 
Make it happen. Yeah. One of the things they covered was the most difficult celebrity guest at WrestleMania. Great question. Where were the responses? What would your guest be? Al Roker. Yeah? Huh? He's one of the nicest guys in the world. Um, Snooky. Fair guess. I don't know. Who is it? In Lawler's estimation. Okay. Aretha Franklin. Stop it. <laughs> he wanted to describe. Are you kidding me? He wanted to describe her as a royal pain. She was, and I quote: Aretha Franklin enough. is still alive. Remember what a pain in the butt she was at WrestleMania <gasps> that year? Oh my gosh, way past her glory days, but still the biggest diva that we ever seen. Very high maintenance. Why? What did she in, do? Did Detroit. she go into the description? No, like what, didn't. What? Things WrestleMania twenty three right in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> in other news, WWE has reportedly been considering a first ever women's Royal Rumble elimination chamber. Damn. Kurt Angle also teased the possibility of that match during a Q&A session on his Facebook Live page. The Elimination Chamber pay-per-view is scheduled for February 2018 and will be a Raw-branded show. What's what? Dang. Okay. Two years ago, you had the first ever women's Hell in a Cell match. Okay. Great. Successful. Yep. Last year, you had the first ever women's Money in the Bank match. Great. Successful. I'm a very high proponent. I believe that it's all-female Royal Rumble. Now, if they're going to do the first ever Elimination Chamber, they can't do first, two first evers back-to-back. So that might push the Royal Rumble to next year. Okay. Because they can't do two first, yeah, yeah. back to back two months, yeah, yeah. To keep it one that, first that, ever a mo- year. That's a that's a great uh, hypothesis, and I will stand behind you on that. Oh, about time! Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I think I think that's a very smart, thought out comment. Me and you make it packed right here, live on the radio. Okay. Me and you. Okay. Ramp side seats. Uh huh. By the stage. Okay. For the first ever female buried alive match. <laughs> Imagine that. That'd be sick. <laughs> Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Riot would have to be in that match. I think Ruby Riot and uh, who would she face? I have no clue. You, you don't know all the women yet. Someone we haven't met okay. yet. Um, in other news? Okay. I, mean, I don't know if you know about this. I've told you yet. Mm-hmm. But people have been hounding me on the social medias at Michael J. Putty. For some reason, about the whereabouts of TJP. <laughs> You're his uncle. You should know yeah. where he is. I don't know old JP's. Okay? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, different names. Okay? But anyway, to shut everybody up, to let me relax, I asked my boy Dave Meltzer. Okay. Of course, the guy knows everything. Does. According to, he told me, in his understanding, is that Perkins is not out with any injury, just creative team has nothing for him right now. Yeah. Which is weird, because they're doing this whole faction thing, the Zoe Train and the other guys. There, I mean, there's the, the, the 205 guys only have one segment on, or tops two segments tops on Monday two segments, night, yeah. r- on Monday night raw the whole show though. and then they have a whole one hour show that really no one really watches nope so their only spotlight is they they've literally become what the women were before the, yeah, the women break. are what they are now Will we see a cruiserweight revolution in a couple oh, years? Hey, like I like years? the hashtag cruiserweight revolution i like it an all cruiserweight royal rumble Hashtag, please don't happen. <laughs> you wouldn't say that. You may have said that years ago for the women, but you wouldn't say that oh, now. I was, I'm all about the women. Hell yes, huh? Well, as Patrick from the... All-female lingerie Royal Rumble. Well, as Patrick from the Boulevard Bully said, Michael J. Putty pays too much attention to the women. Yeah, you guys make me seem like a loser and a perv, and you guys are fucking fucked up. In other I'm, you- I'm, I'm enough self-deprecating enough. <laughs> Any other people to hound on me, like like Dick? Don't. All right, fuck you guys. In other news, in final news. Okay, in final news, some sad news. Oh, why you you got, you always gotta end it on an upbeat? You can't give me the sad news at the end. Long time music composer Jim Johnston has parted a ways no. with the WWE. 
You saw that one coming. Little is known right now exactly why, but it is really, uh, rumored to believe that it was not mutual and it was all the WWE's decision. This guy's a legend. He's an icon. Every, I, play, I go through my phone right now and listen. Hall of Fame? <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Well, I don't know how. So it's so much contributions that he's had. It wasn't a mutual thing, so I don't know how. He was pushed out, man. The, he was the old, CF3O company. Yeah, he, he, he was, he was uh, uh, taken back old yeller style, man. And you saw that shit coming. And, and if he didn't see that shit coming when he started working with the newer guys and the newer mm-hmm. guys were putting out the new music, I mean, it, it, there had to be a change. You know, and I don't know what the backstage handling behind it was. I'm um, going through my phone. Everything Jim Johnson, Triple H, My Time, China, Ass Man. Oh, that, that was a great one. Break it down, DX. You know what? Hashtag give Jim Johnson a chance again. Oh, can you write for us? Hey, hey. Maybe he could do the intro to our show. Eric Bischoff. No, don't worry. I already got a new intro set up for you guys once we hit episode 100. Um, more revelations. Stone Cold Steve Austin? No way. That's awesome. Welcome to the Queendom? Fandango? <laughs> I get it. You're, you're a Jim Johnson mark. Um, Sexy boy? I'm sorry. I, see, I, see, I could see you're very upset. I am upset. Yeah. That's the news for me. You got anything, buddy? Uh, do, am I yelling at anybody? No, you have any news for me? Oh, no news. Okay. Besides, we're getting ready for our 100th episode. A lot is going on. And uh, so just stay tuned. A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown here and here. All right, Michael J. Putty, we've gotten to the part of the show where we cheer and heal Raw and SmackDown. Name of the title of the segment, exactly what you got to do. You cheer what you like. You heal what you don't like. Um, there was not much that happened. No. Now, I'm a big Raw guy. I'm you a are. big Raw is better guy. Um a Monday nights kind of kind of guy, you know what I'm saying? Just kick the feet up, you know. So I'm in retail. I usually work the weekends and have Mondays off more nice. consistently. So Monday nights is like my Saturday. It's you know, it's like my weekend. And to have wrestling on a Monday night is one of the best things ever. Just kick back with a few shots of wrestling and I'm good to go. But this Monday just was freaking disappointing. Yep, it was disappointing. And the only thing I could say when it when wrestling is so disappointing is the WWE knows what they're doing. We'd be stupid to think if they didn't. And they are setting or they're bringing us down to hopefully bring us back up in a big way. That's my only Also hope. December usually sucks though. No, but there's the, the gear up for the Royal No, Rumble. when you think about something big coming, they're in a low right now. You know, like for example, Shane McMahon making his return after so many years. Yeah, that's cool. Wrestling was sucking. Like I remember the episodes before that and I was like Dude, I can't watch wrestling anymore. I'm going to fucking shoot myself. Like, what the fuck are they doing? I could write better shit than this. You know, like, it, it was bad. It was weeks, maybe two months of just, like, bad storylines, yeah. bad creative. And then Shane McMahon comes back, and it's like, I forgot everything bad that just happened. And I just think, like, the WWE is, like, the best thing ever all over again. So I feel like they're setting us up for something better. Mm-hmm. Um, the only notable thing to talk about this past Monday has to be... Matt Hardy. Your thoughts? Okay. Right? (laughs) All right. I mean, the fact that the broken gimmick is starting really like fully. And I feel like once the camera 
pulled away from Matt Hardy and started catching the fans doing delete, delete, which I didn't even think was as hot as it could be. Some Not people, anymore. Yeah, some people got really excited and was like, "Oh shit!" The, you know, all the fans are saying, "Delete, delete, delete." You know, was, was that rich? Um, maybe about a third percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. rich the bartender. Yeah. Uh, maybe about three percent of that crowd was screaming out "delete." But uh, yeah, it was way down than it was when he first came back. Yes, it would in no way in comparison. None. But um, we've been following him on social media. Vanguard One looks like it's making its return. Uh, Senior Benjamin is back at it again. He's trying to recruit an army. Things are happening. His hot ass wife is getting him and her, mm-hmm. uh, getting herself ready, and getting the baby boy ready, and uh, we're we're looking like we're going into a broken gimmick. Woken. A woken gimmick. Yeah, see what happens. Um, so, like I said earlier, it's gonna be really good or really lame. Well, I, I said earlier, I think it may be a little too late, mm-hmm. and it has to be amazing for me to buy back into it. Fair enough. But um, that was my cheer for Monday Night Raw, because I thought that was very exciting uh, in the moment. My heel, mm-hmm. besides the rest of the show, was the ending of the show. What the no. fucking clusterfuck was that? No clue. It, it was like Kane was facing the locker room for a moment. I'm like, wait a second. Kane has a match with Jason Jordan. And then he has a match with... Who, who, then Finn Balor came the, out? The boy Finn Balor, yeah. And and then Braun Strowman came out. I'm like, okay. It, it, I do not need all these people to come out to end the show. And then they end the show with a three-minute walk away of Kane. Did someone say three minutes? <laughs> but I'm like... Something else has to happen. Nope, Something nothing. else has to happen. I literally kept repeating this. Something else has to happen. Something else has to happen. And then nothing happened. But that's all I have for Raw. I got a couple things about Raw. Please. We're going to cheers that page explanation of why she do that faction. Okay. Come back. She makes some good points. Yeah. Combine into it. Okay. I'm going to heal. Ooh, please. The, the way they wrote off the Miz. Mm. Triple power bump through the table. People do that all the time. Or a day. A couple years ago. Or a week. Or a day. Or a week or a day. And then he's gone for like three months because of a powerbomb? Oh, hey, CM Punk. You listening? Did you see Elias' elbow drop from the top rope? That's how it's done. Oh, That's man. how it's done. Okay, I'm take gl- notes. I am glad you brought that up. Take I notes. For- I forgot about that. And I'm glad they hit that replay. I, per- I perked it. up. Like, okay. <laughs> Pen the paper I right was, away. I was like, shades of Macho Man Randy Savage. And I was like, that is the perfect elbow drop. I, I am high on Elias. I've been high on yeah. Elias from the beginning. When people were booing his songs. Did a good job with Roman Reigns? Yeah. yeah. When, pe- when people were booing his songs, I was like, all right, boo the guy if he can't like go in on a guitar, go in on a riff. But the motherfucker could go. But he can't really sing that well. But he's <laughs> he's not the best singer, but he no. could carry a tune. I mean, you could carry a tune. Oh, former karaoke <laughs> champion. Yeah. So I, I, I like Elias. Would um, you walk with him? Huh? Would you walk with him? I walk with Elias, okay. yes. Question. Go. Don't know why this came up in my mind, mm-hmm. but my biggest favorite faction of all time is? Uh, Evolution. Very good. Okay. So I was thinking. Remember Evolution? Uh, he had a veteran. Uh-huh. And Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. A newcomer, mm-hmm. not a newcomer, uh, you know, a main player, Triple H, two young guys. Okay. Randy Orton, Batista, they would bred to be great. Uh-huh. Worked, didn't it? Did. That's great. If Absolution gets Mickey James being all-female evolution. Don't know why I thought of that. I'm like, oh, that'd be interesting. Makes sense. Makes sense. Book it, Dano. The roles fit. <laughs> yeah, no, the roles Mickey do James fit. not doing nothing? No. She's with Paige in the whole women's revolution yeah. thing? Huh. It could happen. I like it. Anything else for Raw? 
No. We were talking way too much about Raw anyway. Okay. Let's back down. Let's go. The A show or the B plus show? No, those After Survivor Series, what would you call it? They're no longer the B show. No, absolutely not. But they're not the A show? They're the show. They're the show. Yeah. They're the T show, which is a lot lower than B, so it doesn't make sense. No, I didn't say T show. The D show. Shaving Man came out and banned Sami Zayn from ringside against Kevin Owens, Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Then he made that match a no DQ match. How can how does that work? Doesn't yeah. How can you make a no DQ match and ban somebody? Because if the guy comes down, you can disqualify him. You can't. Right. It's a no DQ match. Yeah, so, but if he's banned from rings, oh, how do you enforce it? Exactly. You don't. You can't unless you get the enforcer on Anderson. What a chill. Which is a heel and a cheers all at the same time. Go ahead. Jinder Mohal beating down the Singh brothers. Why? First of all, the Singh brothers sucked. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything. Mm-hmm. They're a joke. I like it when Paul Hammond called them the Sing 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 yeah. brothers. So I like that. We got a got to heal that because they're very loyal to him. Mm-hmm. I'm a big loyalty guy. Very loyal to him. They would do anything for him. You are a big loyalty guy. Yeah, and uh, you know, no need to get rid of them. Do like yeah. that. Well, that's sad because when they're there, they were family. Exactly. Well said. <laughs> We're also going to shield the Hype Bros ending. Oh, that's probably the only thing that I did catch from, from SmackDown. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Talk about slow build. Happened Why like is it he's so late? Like a month or two late on, on just like these storylines that the fans wanted. Like they're just finding a way to piss us off. Cheered it because it happened. Healing it because I, I was hoping for Zack Ryder to be the heel, man. Mm. Playing the same character for 10 years now. I want to I change up. Give him something new. I guess I'm the only one who thought that way. We're going to cheers the uh, Fashion Files. You see that? Uh, the, the Saw segment. Yeah, it was lame. It sucked. Yeah. It sucked. It was stupid. But? They showed his stuffed horse. Remember the stuffed horse? Yes. And the key was inside the stuffed horse. Yes. They had to rip it apart and mm-hmm. beat the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Victor goes, oh, talk about beating a dead horse. This <laughs> <laughs> is a great play on words. That's what they're doing with this whole fashion file segment. They're beating a dead horse. Uh-huh. So I like that little, nice little innuendo there. Got a couple questions for you. Go ahead. When did Orton, when did Orton get a full head of hair? Oh my god, his hair grew really quick. What the hell did that come from? It felt like a week. Did he wrestle the week before? Yeah, I think so. His hair grows really quickly. Yeah, then. right. Jesus. <laughs> and who's this new backstage interviewer chick? See her? I don't know. Did you find her on Tinder? No. Bumble. I'm, I'm still waiting for my girl, uh, Carly Caruso, to swipe right. Okay. Worked really well. So you didn't watch SmackDown. You didn't watch the, the Riot Squad. So no, I guess I, I guess that one. So I you like the listeners. Who do you like better, the Absolution or the Riot Squad? Okay. Dial it up, 619-343-3005. Yeah. Inbox at a shot of wrestling.com. You know what? Whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, if you uh, hate Monday Night Raw, if you hate the WWE, if you hate SmackDown, and you're bored of everything that's going on in December, like Michael J. Party said, stay tuned to a shot of wrestling who will be bringing you some more entertaining content with superstar um, interviews, new segments, new things coming up in the new year. And Michael J. Party is... is, is the king, the king of karaoke. Ooh, I like that. I like the ring of that. Yeah, when you go to Boulevard Bullies, I'm never invited. Um, <laughs> Rich <Richard> ratings. <laughs> but uh, he's got new songs, new singles coming coming up to you. This week's Roger at 2.76 million, which is down 10% from last week's 307. Mm-hmm. Big dip. Rob's number five for the night in viewership behind. Love and hip. The NFL on ESPN, Tucker Carlson, Rachel Maddow, and Hannity. Love and hip up not on the list. Interesting. Because the season's over. Okay. Maybe. I was number three in the 1849 demographic between the NFL. Oh, there it is. Love and hip hop. Dem- demographics. The NFL drew over 8 million this week. Wow. That's crazy shit. Wow. This week's SmackDown drew at 2.68 million, which is up from last week's 2.662. It's weird to see Raw go up, uh, down. One show go down, the other go up. Mm-hmm. Both go down, but both go up. No, I think sometimes they do it intentionally. We were talking about this a few episodes back. Like, things are not going so well for one show, so it allows the other show to pick back up. 
which goes back to my original theory that Raw sucked in the beginning to give SmackDown a little boost. Mm. But no, come on. Yeah. Strategic. Strategic. Yeah. Raw does not suck because Raw is better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown was number six in viewership for the night. Behind, mm. Fixer Upper, Tucker Carlson, American Rachel Maddow, Hannity, The Curse of Oak Island. It's back. Number one. However, SmackDown was number one in the 1849 demographic. Hey, good for them. Raw beat SmackDown by only 3%. In viewership, which is the lowest, smallest margin this, wow. this year. Yeah, that's really close. That's Fun fact. Wow. Impact. We, we can't go through this show without hitting impact ratings. Come we, on, hit me. Well, we usually do, but uh, drew a two hunt. Let's get serious here. Got it. 255,000. Wow. Okay, that's like a quarter of a million people. <laughs> which is up from last week's 169. But that was on Thanksgiving. Right. However. What channel are they on? Maybe people just don't know where, where it to was search. Down. It's like back in the school back school days, it was like ECW, like in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. sometimes on channel 55 or 42 or 5. It like always changed. Never could find consistently where ECW was. Maybe that's the problem with uh, Impact. Still down from two weeks ago, too. That sucked. Mm. Thursday Night Football. Drew eleven million four hundred sixty-two thousand on NBC, and an additional three thousand three million. I'm sorry on the NFL Network. Wow, fucking crazy shit. That is nuts. That many people. That's all I got, buddy. Can go home, dots. Um, Michael G. Putty, a shot of wrestling is no way on Twitter. (laughs) A shot of wrestling is enjoying their partnership with Bree Combination Wrestling and. We have to say it. We are the official podcast to Brie Combination Wrestling. Now, Michael J. Putty, the last time we're the official podcast, we're the official podcast for Brie Combination Presents Final Judgment. Yep. Okay. Now, you questioned that because you were like, are we like the official podcast for Brie Combination Wrestling or just like the show? Yeah. You know? Misleading. Yeah. Like, who who are we? No. But... I'll let the question continue to linger because on January 12th, live from the Elks Lodge, your boys of A Shot of Wrestling will be the official podcast to BCW Presents Dangerous Intentions. Now, this will lead the new champion, Joe Gacy, now the face of Recombination Wrestling. What, what will he have to say? Maybe he could, what he would have to say, maybe he could say it to your boys at A Shot of Wrestling. Who knows? Stay tuned for upcoming episodes. He should put title on the line. Uh, let's ask him. It's Eric Jaden. Ooh. Well, you're an Eric Jaden, Mark. And while we're talking about Eric Jaden. Cold we, loyalty. We still have a hotline. We do, buddy. Michael J. Putty. What is this hotline all about? Fill us in. What's, what's going on? You need some love advice. You in a relationship's not going too well. Yeah, it happens. You're not in a relationship. You want to be in one. See, these are the things that Eric Jaden helps out with. You know, if he could help me out, he could help you out. Just dial it up. Dial it up for love. 619-343-3005. Leave your question, comments, or concerns, and Eric Jaden will answer them all on an upcoming mini-sode for A Shot of Wrestling. Damn right. So keep the calls coming. Michael J. Putty. That's my name. What are your final thoughts? You know, I really don't have much this week. You know, wrestling this week sucked. Mm. So you got WrestleMania tickets. Yeah, couple that's weeks, exciting. A couple weeks ago, Every, everybody is all in WrestleMania mode. Is it though? It's freaking New Orleans WrestleMania yeah, thirty three. My thirteenth one. Wow, right? Let's see number thirteen. You see these fucking little uh, guys excited. Ooh, I just bought my WrestleMania tickets. The hotel's booked. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> Get all excited for your vacation. It's part of life for me, my buddy. 
part of life. You're such an old timer. Oh, seriously. <laughs> Time to hang up those chairs soon. Oh, there's no more room for them. We just get some. I, I, I can't. I literally have to say, if I ever go back to a WrestleMania, I am done getting WrestleMania chairs because there's just no more room for them. I've um, completed a set. I could, I could put two, two, two dinner tables together with just WrestleMania chairs. I could do a lot more than that. Wow. Three. <laughs> but then I'm like, I'm somewhat OCD. Mm-hmm. Or ADD, I don't know the fucking which one. What letter? I'm both. You, you could be both. What letter you use? Go for it. Be both. But I, now that I have every single chair from every single WrestleMania I've been to, uh-huh. I cannot go to WrestleMania and not get a chair. Do you feel like now that you have everyone that you've been to, that you're missing the first what twenty one? No, not at all. Like you know, you have to complete the set. No, not like at from all. one. Is there anyone who ever has like from WrestleMania one all the way to? to no, now? I don't think they start doing chairs until like WrestleMania ten. Oh, fun fact. That should be a shot of wrestling fun fact. I don't know where I got week. that fact from, but I just I remember WrestleMania 10 chair vividly. Mm-hmm. I've never seen nine down. Interesting. But. Well, see, that's why you have your own podcast, because you, you're a wealth of knowledge, Michael Giopatti. Oh, thanks. Um, I want to say thank you to all the new followers, all the new listeners. If you're listening to a shot of wrestling for the very first time, go on iTunes. Sorry, let's go back and listen to a better episode. <laughs> Give us that five rating, five star rating, um, because we could only grow more and more, get more powerful with your support. Only one way to end this, Michael J. Okay. The show is from the fans and to the fans, and it's your forum to discuss your thoughts. And who knows? Have fun with it. Who knows? Your thoughts could be part of next week's show. We've said it before. We'll say it again to be part of the family. Follow us at a shot of wrestling on Facebook, shot of wrestling on Instagram, and shot of wrestling no a on Twitter. Michael J. Putty, yeah. they could inbox at a shot of wrestling.com okay. or dial it up for love, dial it up for some comments, questions, or concerns at 619 343 3005. And that's pretty much it, my friend. Yeah, we got an email the other day. Oh, from who? I don't think I've talked about it. I'm very excited about it. Okay. It better not be a cease and desist email or some, someone trying to get hot on us. No, fuck that. We're not fall for that stupid <laughs> shit. Too smart for the, that shit. Yeah. There's a guy in Nigeria. He's a prince. Okay. If we send him those money, he can triple that shit back. What? He sent him like send him like $1,000. Okay. It's a lot more than that. But he can give us like triple our money back. No way. It's fucking not a bad deal. I like the deal. Work it out. Okay. Take it on that. That's all I got for you. There's really only one way to end this show. For the Green Men, I'm your host, at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>